When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, good morning. Happy Friday, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to the Donna and Steve's show. I almost said story. The Donna oh. and Steve story. Oh, <laughs> like it. Aw, that's Dawn McLean, by the way. Hi. Hey, up, Dawn? Donna and Steve, we got Dawn for the first hour. It's 11-11, everybody. Oh, wow. of you. Thank you. I'm surprised you even came in today, Donna. I know, right? And weirdly, unknowingly, when I went for my walk this morning, I was wearing a sweatshirt, a Dirk Bentley sweatshirt, that I got from, I don't mean this to be a name drop, but I went to do an album listening party at his ranch one time. And I looked at the shirt when I took it off, and the date was 11 11 08. Really? And I was like, oh my God, it's 11 11. Wow. And you went to his ranch not long after uh, the recession. Right. Wow. Yes, Queen. Anyway, so it is Veterans Day. <laughs> Today um, is Veterans Day, yes. So. First of all, um, thank you to all our vets. Thank you for your service. I came across a list of five things that Americans might not know about our veterans. Do you say veterans or veteran? You know, I I would say uh, it's veteran. I would say veteran. But yeah, some people go with veteran. And And it's like veterinarian, veterinarian. Or veterinarian. Veterinarian is proper. Yeah. Vet. Anyway, we digress. Um, so only 14% of Americans know how many branches there are in the U.S. military. You guys want to take a shot? You know, I looked at this list earlier, but I still want to take a shot because I wonder if I remembered it. Did you say seven? Six. There are six. Okay. Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard. Yep. National Guard. Mm. And Space Force. Mm. Okay. Um, uh you, Marines. You, yes. Ah. Those are yes. the ones you don't want to piss off. National Guard did not is not on this list as a branch. Oh. Interestingly, I don't know why. What? Okay, so a lot of Americans believe that anyone who serves in the military is called a uh, soldier. soldier. Yeah. But soldiers are only in the army. Hmm. The other five uh branches are Marine Corps, referred to as Marines. Mm-hmm. In the Navy, they're referred to as sailors. Air Force, they're called airmen. In the Space Force, they're guardians. Oh, boy. And the Coast Guard, they're Coast Guardsmen. Hmm. I had no idea. Um, so do you think you know what percentage of 
the population has ever served in the U.S. military. Like, how many U.S. military vets do you think there are? I would think, like, 5%. You're not far off. 7 Seven okay. percent of the oh. adult American population. I was going to go. I'm not good at this. Were you going to go lower <laughs> or higher? Higher. Nineteen million U.S. military veterans. Um. Hmm. Okay. So the National Guard and Reserve make up approximately thirty-three percent of the overall military, or just over eight hundred thousand individuals. Interesting how we go back to that when it wasn't listed, right? As yeah. a branch. I think huh. that was probably a mistake. It has to be. It's the National Guard. They say yeah. there's six branches. One, I wonder two, if three. they just consider them. Oh, yeah. The, you're right. There has to be. A subsidiary of the Army. They have to be a branch. If they're included in the Army. Because oh, it's the yeah. Army National Guard. Four, I only know that from five. the commercials. In yes. the Army National Guard. Because we named UK. off five. Okay, we named off five branches. We didn't name the sixth. Are you sure? Army, Marine, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, and spa- oh, Space Force. That is Space Force. Space Force. I don't know what that is. Astronauts? I don't. I didn't know, know that astronauts were part of the military. They're guardians of space. Yes. Oh. No follow-up questions. <laughs> That's okay. I'm just wondering to myself out loud. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Nearly seven out of ten Americans answered not sure when they were asked how many service members leave military service and transition to civ- uh, civilian life each year. The answer is every year, approximately 200,000 men mm. and women leave military service and return to life as uh, civilians. So thank you for your service coming up uh, around nine, nine thirty five ish today. I'm sorry, 1035-ish. I've got a list of where you can get some great deals today. Oh, yes. If you are a vet, uh, definitely take advantage to some of these, you know, fast food, you know, places, restaurants, all sorts of discounts today. Two things. Space Force is a military branch of uh, the armed forces that conducts military operations in outer space and space warfare. Okay. The oh. world's first space force was the Russian Space Forces, established in 1992 as an independent military service. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, They're fighting other countries that are battling. Um, I yes. Here's something else I'm more <laughs> sure about. Um, my daughter's middle school. They she was like, we really take Veterans Day very seriously, and there are members of the military that are coming. Oh. Um, there will be veterans there. They're going to do some sort of a gun salute. So they have school today. They have school today. Oh, yeah. I thought kids had off today. They're doing a, she's delivering a speech. Kids are giving speeches about wow. America. And thanks to the veterans, they're doing, uh, their their choir is doing a song. The band is performing a song for the veterans. And so that's kudos awesome. to them uh, in her middle school for, that's very for going cool. big. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really it's cool. It's good that they're in school. They're learning a lot more than they would being at home. <laughs> Unless true. they're interested in trees, I, I that was the blonde statement of the day. They're learning when they go to school; they learn more than they do at home. You should run for office, oh, like totally. <laughs> now. Listen, um, Donna, you already know this, but we should all pray to our listeners just okay. in case. I'm either going to have a heart attack on the air today, or okay. I'm going to have a bathroom emergency. I don't know what it is yet. I don't know what it is about you that felt the need to share that pressure with Pressure 
in the chestial area and stomach area all together. And uh, so one of those two things is going to happen. And either way, we encourage you to keep listening. So that's pretty entertaining. I had a flu shot and a COVID shot yesterday, so not feeling so hot. Yeah. So, oh, do you got them both? So I have an appointment to get both next week. Uh-huh. And my neighbor is um, an ER nurse, and she's like, you got to get a flu shot now. She's yes. like, go get it today. She goes, hold off on your COVID thing till your appointment, but get the flu shot now. Mm. They're seeing so many cases. It's crazy. And I've never had a reaction me either. Oh, so this is your first, first time. time, but wow. I, I've never had two shots at once. Got right. it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I almost called in, but then I realized that Kenny was gone and Alexis is sick. Oh, and no. I could not for the I, oh, listen, I'm not trying to be a martyr here, but I didn't want to put all that on Mike. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, you have to do traffic and weather and uh, basically be three produce, people. Yeah. Be right. me, Morning be show. Kenny, be Alexis. So you're being three people instead. <laughs> okay. Not trying <laughs> to be a martyr, but be a martyr. No, I'm doing two and okay. myself. Right. So, okay. well, thank you for coming in. Me. Oh, no, you, you don't have better. to say that. I was just relating to your not feeling good story. Well, and we have a kid <laughs> at home who's got like a 104 temperature right now. <gasps> oh. And I was just talking to Brian from uh, the cafeteria, and he said his kid had a fever that didn't break for six days. Wow. Yeah. So. Strep is going around. And C's kid had influenza A for nine days oh of a gosh. fever. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, be careful out there. Yeah. We got to take a break. All right. When we come back, Steve will have some real fun facts. Uh, yeah. Drivers in this decade of their lives get in the lowest rate of crashes. And, and asked another way, who are the safest drivers? Hmm. How old are they? We'll reveal the shocking results when we come back. Don and Steve on my talk. Welcome back to the show. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We got Dawn McLean hanging with us. Woo! It's Friday, guys. Friday. Oh, yeah. Friday. Yeah, just a few days out from Monday. Thanks, Steve. (laughs) Way to be glass half empty, guys. Things that make you go I'm going to tell you things now. Who are the safest drivers? People in their 50s. I agree. What makes you say that? Well, I think people who are maybe in their 30s and 40s, you probably still have young kids in the car and you're probably driving. Well, I was going to say too slow. And then people in their 50s, you know, now their kids are grown up and they're mature. They've had a lot of accidents. And so they're like, I'm not going to do that again. And kids who've had accidents. I don't know. You're you're going to try to say people in their 30s, aren't you? Statistically speaking. Drivers ages 60 to 69. Oh, have the lowest oh. rates of car crashes. Otherwise known as, respectfully, old fogies. Aww. What does fogey mean? I don't know. Yeah, you know that saying, though, right? I do. Old fogies? I don't know what it means. Well, here, we're about to find out. Is right, an right. old fogey? F-O-G-E-Y. Look at this old fogey. <laughs> uh, old fogey. An old and over-conservative person. Oh, hmm. so it's not just age. It's also political? sensibilities or oh. political leaning. Huh. A person who is excessively old-fashioned in attitude, ideas, manners, etc. 
Okay. Huh. I wonder where the fogey part Yeah, comes what does fogey mean? Yeah, just is there a standalone definition for fogey? Fogey. Fogey definition. Yeah, maybe. Pierogi. A- oh, pierogi. Fogey. <laughs> what is a fogey? Person, typically an old one, is considered old fashioned or conservative in attitude or tastes. Fogey. Hmm. Old fashioned person. The word comes from the Scottish fogey, and it originally meant an army veteran. Oh, what? how about that for timeliness? Wow, on Veterans Day. But fogey may be related to the antiquated slang word fogrum, an old fashioned person, mm. or from an early, now obscure meaning of fog, bloated fat. Whoa. Someone whose style is out of fashion. Fogey. Anything with. Like, how are you spelling foggy? F O G E Y. Oh, I was spelling it F O G G I E. Really? That's foggy, foggy. isn't it? That'd be, yeah, that's kind of like a doggy, but with an F. A foggy. Hmm. Foggy doggy. <laughs> foggy. I don't like fogrum as a word. Certainly don't like how it appears. F O G R U M. The U M. Fogrum. Hmm. Hang on. I'm gonna... Yeah, it's. Close to a male body part, just like the U.M. I don't love. I almost... <laughs> oh, oh, right. Close to yeah. a body <laughs> part. What oh, is right fogrum? in the fogrum. Not that we need okay. to yes. deep dive into Exactly. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. The last time a volcano erupted in Canada was Mount Meager in British Columbia. Hmm. 2,400 years ago. Oh. That's fun. Our bodies burn about 10% more calories in the late afternoon and early evening than at other times of the day. What if that means that's the better time to work out, to hypercharge your calorie burning? Don't nobody know. Thanks. Now, when I walked into the bathroom during the break, okay. I might have to excuse myself. Boy, guys, I'm just being, I got to figure out. If it's a heart attack or another situation. Oh, man. Yes, Do you it, need to call the nurse line? No, because they, they always, I think, for insurance purposes, are like, you should go to urgent care. Oh, and then you go, I won't. And they go, well, we have to say that you're refusing treatment. That's Correct. That's what happened to me. Now, I've gone to urgent care multiple times before for chest pains. I don't, like, take them lightly. It's like, hey, just check me out. Tell me I'm healthy. That's fine. Mm. This is more right side pain than left side. And there's an activity that's happening in the stomach. But here's what I'll tell you. I've talked about this bathroom before. I go into this bathroom mm-hmm. just to have a little me time during the commercial break. Mm. You know I can't pee if someone's in the room, right? It's a whole thing. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Sure. And I wasn't really going in there for that person anyway. There is such a gap between oh, the door yes. and the wall. Meaning... There's you, only one stall. There's only one stall and you walk... Beside it, yeah, <laughs> you walk along the wall of the stall, not the door Ours of the stall. Ours has a pretty big gap too. And I, like, look, I always try to look out it to see who's watching their hands. And I've been fooled before, where I've <laughs> thought someone is in there, and then I realize, oh, no one is in there. It was like a shadow. So this time I walk in, and again, you're walking along the wall of it. Okay, the side of the stall, not the front of the stall. And I was now I'm always looking in to see like is that a shadow or what's going on here? Because oftentimes the door just closes on its yes. own. Mm-hmm. And I looked in, and I saw the thigh of a coworker. <laughs> and then I stood at the urinal, unable to get anything out. Flushed twice just to make some noise. He sniffled, like I'm in here. And then I went and washed my hands, which frankly I didn't need to do because you know nothing happened. And then I walked out. And so my stomach still hurts. And oh, man. This is rule number one of radio. They tell you don't talk about your personal (laughs) ailments, you know? Like nobody cares if you have a headache. Nobody cares if you have stomach ache. Not on this station. We've we've thrown that out the window. Well, you've changed that rule. We have done, um, I'm sorry, skin tag lady. We have the hottest our phone lines have ever rung (laughs) is when we have talked about personal ailments. Or crockpot recipes. But those are the only times people call in and they're like, I am with you. I say it's some of the most relatable radio out there. All right. Okay. You go take off. When we come back, uh, Jason Momoa has a new pet and it is adorable. And I don't think it's going to work out for him, if I'm being honest. Got that on the way. Also, I watched four episodes of the new season of The Crown. I'll tell you what I think. I think I might... I might disagree with the critics, actually, but we'll discuss that and more coming up next on My Talk 1071. Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Uh, Dawn, did you see? What Jason Momoa adopted. I did. Oh my gosh. But Does isn't it make that you love a him wild more? thing? I don't think that is a domesticated pig. Right. He's got it's it's a little pig. Um now. Right. <laughs> and he's holding it. It's got like a harness on it. And <sighs> he's just adorable with it. You could tell he is absolutely an animal lover. Yeah. But the pig Seems very calm, but he adopted this pig that he met while making his movie Slumberland, and apparently he's not changing his diet for it. I think he was on Jimmy Kimmel Live on Wednesday, and a reporter asked if he would give up bacon now that he's a pig dad, and he said, well, Hawaiians eat a lot of pork, and no, I'm going to be eating pork, sorry. But, I mean, you could tell he just loves this thing. It's so cute. It really is. I always wanted a pig as a little kid. My Aww. my dad promised me he would get me one when we built a barn. And 
We never built a barn. Oh, Dawn. Okay, can we? <laughs> can you click on the link and play no. a little bit of the audio from his Instagram? Yes. He's Hold just, on, just, oh, just precious. His white birthmark like, on his nose. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does have he one. He does have one. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Lala, do you want to come to this Numberland premiere? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lala. Lala. Oh, Let me call you Manapua. Which one's better, Manapua or, or... I've been or, calling him Pua all day until... That's his mom. Kind of a Manapua. What? I like little No, Manapua just being, you know, just cute little... I have to say... Oh, my goodness. The pig is just basically being really chill yes. in his arms. He's got the pig in his arms. He's looking at the camera. He's pretty chill. I mean, I don't know. Can you domesticate that thing? Uh, probably. They're so smart. You know, if they don't grow up in an environment where, like, they're having to fight for food. Right. And they're just being fed all the time. Okay. Maybe, yeah. But well, it's going to get big. If he ever needs to get rid of it, we could call your sister. That's true. She would take it in for sure and just, oh, yeah, let it run around so with the goats cute. and sheep. Yes. Oh, it just oh makes gosh. me love Jason Momoa even more. He just seems like such a sweetheart, yes. I think. Yes. Uh, okay, so he'll still be eating pork. Have you... Are you still watching The Crown? I am. I watched the first episode last night. And it looks like you, like Jason, watched how many? Four. It just came out yesterday, Don. I know. <laughs> wow. So here's what happened. So my roomie and I watched The Crown together, and he had already watched two episodes. And he oh. said, hey, if you catch up and watch the first two episodes, mm-hmm. I'll watch two with you when I get home. And I'm like, you All know right. what? All right. I could fold laundry while Love it. on the couch, you know. Um, so the first two episodes I thought were great. Right. The woman who plays Princess Diana, Elizabeth, uh, Debicki, I think her name is amazing. She's so good. She's got all of Diana's, um, mannerisms down. I mean, she's incredible. Also, Jonathan Price plays Prince Philip. Outstanding. Really, really good. Yes, he told. Oh gosh, you're so right about that. Yes, I really. Yep, I enjoyed both both of them just in the first episode. I'll tell you where I think they went wrong. Dominic West as Prince uh, Prince Charles. I'm right there with you. Not buying it, but you know, I'm trying. I'm like, he's he's a good actor. I just I feel like maybe he didn't do enough research. Well, maybe he was just taking his own life and looking at it and going, oh, well, I cheated on my wife, so I can right. relate. I can pull this off. He um, has a little bit, he doesn't have enough nervousness. And maybe Charles didn't at this point in his life. I don't know. He doesn't seem as kind. I don't know. He's really arrogant. Yes. And, and I always thought Prince Charles was... You know, in, in the beginning, you don't know enough. But then when you see him in interviews, you're like, well, he's actually quite charming. Charming and also really cares about certain issues that are important. You know, the environment. Right. Global warming. Yes. Things that, you know, normally the royal family didn't really get Yeah, into. it's just you're not really getting that feeling from Dominic West. And also, um, I think the Queen... The lady playing the queen might yeah. be 
He, the, here's the problem. When you have Olivia, um, what's her name? Coleman. Coleman to compare to, of course, nobody's going to be able to measure up. Right. And I think that's part of the problem also with Prince um, Prince Charles. Yeah. Dominic West cannot compare to the guy who, uh, Josh O'Connor, I believe. Yes. You just, the casting was so great. They nailed Princess Diana. I mean, her timing, her charm is exactly how you would imagine that Princess Diana was. I, I do also appreciate that we're moving towards a time where she's a little bit more like, I don't care. Yes. She's still sad that her husband refuses to have a relationship with her. Right. But she seems more like, I don't want to say self-confident because Diana was never really self-conscious, but not as fragile. Right. You know what I'm saying? Emma Corrin. Emma Corrin. Yeah. yeah. She was perfect for the young Diana because she was so fragile. Right. And now she's kind of in that I don't give a damn mode yeah. where she's just like she meets somebody in one episode. Well, actually, you see it throughout where she's just like she throws Charles under the bus constantly. <laughs> and the queen, she's just like, oh, yeah, it's a nightmare living there. You know, she does it yeah. to oh, a complete God. stranger. Yeah. And I'm like, this is very funny. So you will. S- so the first two episodes, I thought, fantastic. Then we get to. Episode three, I'm all about, I love anything royals, so I'll sit through a slow episode. Oh, me too. I love anything royals. The same. Just the history. I read the most boring books sometimes. I watch that documentary on Mm. Queen Elizabeth and her sister. Oh my gosh. So I think what they're doing is trying to give you a little bit more history or background. So we meet the um, Al-Fayed's. Oh, in you one do. episode, oh. but they they start with it's an interesting way to tell a story because they're starting. You don't know what's happening. You're like, why are we in Egypt right now? OK, and, and there's yeah. no royal to be found. They give you a little bit of the history of that family. That's interesting because I don't know. I do know that his father was the Herod's. Of Herod's yeah. But as far as beyond that and him just being extremely wealthy, I don't know a lot. Well, you'll love this episode then. Because it just, it kind of lays the foundation for how did the royals, how did Diana meet this guy? And it it goes back, like way back to when um, Dodi Al-Fayed was young. Okay. You know, and his father, I don't want to give anything away, but you'll, you'll see. Yeah. Um, how they interconnected. It's that's, a really interesting story. That's cool. I don't know anything about that. I will just say that if you're like, hey, this is moving too slow for me, mm. I would actually suggest that you stick with it. If you're, I mean, it. it's such interesting, beautiful storytelling, you know, and then the relationship between the queen and her sister and the sister still holding a grudge because she wouldn't let her marry. Oh, right. The guy that she was madly in love with. And here the it artist. is 40 years later. Yes. It's just, I, I just think they're doing a really nice job. I think the acting is incredible. It Watching this season makes me love Prince Philip. Okay. Yeah. Be, because... His love language seems to be acts of service. Like he does these really nice things, but they downplay it. 
um, even though he's super, super strict when it comes to the, um, what do you call it? The system, mm, you know, yes. he's like, this is the way it is. I mean, that's he he was a part of a royal family. He didn't just right. jump into the family like a commoner. Right. He has ties back to Queen Victoria as right. well. Because it's all kind of like, you know, sometimes a little too close for Yeah, you're I like, know. Oh, it's a little, so it's your a little great, hillbilly. great, great grandmother was the same person. Right. <laughs> you know, with right. the Mountbatten family. And, um, you know, they exactly. didn't want anybody else in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you. But, but what I like about this um, episode, aside from that, um, is that they humanize the queen. Mm. You know, she's not just this harsh person. They show oh, okay because in the first episode, I felt like the, I had a disconnect with the actress who I just remember. All I see is Harry Potter whenever I see oh, her. Oh, is she a Harry Potter? Yes. Um, um, but you know, I just felt like she was a lot colder. Than um, Olivia Coleman, right? But th- we're telling a different part of this woman's life. She right. probably has developed a thicker skin. She definitely wants to hold on to tradition, and I'm sure that that theme plays throughout. Yep. This is a, was an unpopular time for the queen. It, yes. So we're looking at the '90s here. Yeah. And I mean, just bad things happen. Windsor Castle goes on fire. If you don't remember that, that was like very oh, devastating. But all her kids want to get divorced. You know, her daughter Anne comes to her for permission to get divorced. Then Charles is so miserable. Diana is miserable. Andrew, you know, Fergie's getting her toes sucked by some guy in the tabloids. (laughs) It's just like, it's just really crazy. Jason played a clip this morning of the (laughs) last episode he watched. And it was Andrew talking to the queen and saying, um... (laughs) I can't something like I can't even tell you what you're going to see. And she's like, I don't want to see it. And he he says, she's getting her toes sucked, mummy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just very humorous. But I think she's feeling like, am I disappointing my family? But I have to protect the crown. But I think her family feels like, well, why aren't you protecting the family? And Charles feels like. Hey, you're saying you want to protect the crown? Getting rid of Diana is how you're going to protect the crown because she wants to that. Because she wants to see this whole thing come crashing down into Charles's point of view. Well, and they do kind of paint that with Diana even in the first episode because she's at that uh, ball in Scotland at Balmoral. And she was telling the prime minister, like, hey, we're all see all our our marriages reflect the crown. We're all about to get divorced and then it's all going to come crashing down. Yeah. And he's just saying, I really like how we're seeing things through the prime minister's eyes. Me too. I really, really like that. And not that they didn't do that before, but he doesn't. In the first episode, he barely says anything and that he's just taking. He's sucking everything in. He's sucking everything (laughs) in and he's so just crafty about how he's doing it charles is just saying so much stupid stuff i know and he's just like hmm i don't see it that way yeah i just think it's really i think it's i like the way they're unfolding everything i think it's an interesting way to tell a story yeah yeah i like it a lot the crown season five on netflix so good i think thank you johnny lee miller by the way plays the prime minister Oh my gosh! Yes. Is that who that is? I couldn't figure it out, and I, I didn't look either. it up. 
Oh, wow. And I saw his name in the credits and I'm like, wait, who does he play? And I haven't seen him in anything in a long time. All I know about him is he was married to Angelina Jolie. Yep. That's me too. Yeah. I mean, so, just a little bit. Yeah. Just the, the gossipy fun stuff. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, we got to go. When we come back, if you see something, you should say something. You guys, you are not going to believe what a TV dive crew found in the ocean. It is a piece of history. You're going to want to hear about it when we come right back on my talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening to the Donna and Steve show on my talk. One Oh seven one everything entertainment. I got news for the people. Oh yeah. Yeah. We have all sorts of great things happening this month. It's November 11, 11, make a wish. Listener rewards are off the chain right now. We've got Dunn Brothers and General Store of Minnetonka gift cards, plus $1,000 in lighting from Southern Lights. How about $1,000 in custom furniture from Farmhouse Style Furniture? Or you can snag a family four-pack of wild tickets for the game on November 27th. These things and more up for grabs in our listener rewards. You can find that on the app or on the website, mytalk1071.com. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Guys, this is wild. Divers. Searching for a World War II era aircraft along Florida's east coast, accidentally stumbled upon another uh, tragic American artifact. It is a piece of the space shuttle Challenger. Oh, Isn't wow. that crazy? Gosh. Of course, the Challenger exploded on live television, what, nearly 37 years ago? So there's a History Channel documentary team, and they were filming their expedition when they came upon what they're calling a large human-made object Mm. with, quote, modern construction and presence of eight-inch square tiles covered partially by sand on the floor of the sea. And it shows two divers investigating this, like, hunk of metal on the floor of the ocean. Um very close to the Florida space coast. And they point out odd rivets and characteristics, but they can't pin down what they're looking at. Mm. And one of the divers says, definitely an an aircraft. I think we need to talk to NASA. So after they reviewed the footage, the space agency confirmed that that once belonged to the shuttle. Wow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So now what they're doing is they're, you know, considering what to do with this artifact that to, you know, properly honor Mm -hmm. the legacy of the Mm -hmm. fallen astronauts and the families who loved them. And the the civilians that were up there, too. The teacher. The teacher. Oh, Mm -hmm. Christine McAuliffe. Does that sound right? I think so. Um, So... Just to recap, the Challenger took off on its journey from Cape Canaveral uh, January 28th of 86. Oh, my God. I remember this. So Were you watching it live? Yes. And then I had to go to work. I had just started work at uh, a radio station in New York. I I don't think I was there but two weeks. 
And I went in and the DJ who was on, it was just in such a bad mood and so upset. Anyway, it exploded 73 seconds after uh, after liftoff and um, killed the seven passengers on board. Six were the astronauts. One was uh, the teacher that Dawn mentioned. And it was televised and watched in classrooms yeah. across the planet. Did you guys watch this in well, school? I was in sixth grade, yeah. You had it on? and Yes. Oh, my God. We were actually watching it with, like, um, first, we had a, I went to a small school, and it was, like, first through sixth grade. Okay. Oh, so everybody was watching it at yeah, the same time. Yeah, first graders, and we were, like, oh my gosh. helping the first graders, the or the older kids, because they didn't know what. Uh, and I, right. I'd imagine you're, there's a feeling of shock, like you don't know what just oh, happened. Yeah. And the teachers you know? are looking at us trying to, um, because they didn't even understand what was going on. It right. was so hard to. Uh, well, and the and see. the malfunction was caused by um, unexpected cold temps mm-hmm. that affected the integrity of the. I think they were called O-ring reels. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. it allowed superheated pressurized gas to burn through. And so the crew may have survived the initial disaster and likely um, it died from the intense plummet into the ocean. It's just My so goodness. tragic. And the fact that they found this is amazing. So this is going to be aired on the History Channel on November 22nd. And it's part of the series, The Bermuda Triangle into cursed waters even though the artifact was found like well northwest of that area yeah. but wow to see that and and to Jeez. watch their reaction oh when they realize what it was crazy yeah oh my gosh so, they caught that on you know here they are doing a TV. documentary well, yeah. yeah not live tv but on tv yeah a crew just yeah that's incredible so Jeez, there please. you go, November twenty second, History Channel. Wow! Thank you. My goodness. I know it's sad. Um, that is sad. It, this is making me think of was it James Cameron? Hasn't he been doing a bunch of? Didn't he like this find something from the Titanic from that his others crew, hadn't yes. found? You know, and they mm-hmm. they were that going rings underwater. A bell, actually. And all of that. Yeah, it does ring a bell. Like they found some artifact. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, um, let's see here. Oh, uh, Dave Chappelle's going to be on SNL tomorrow night. That's right. And uh, I guess the new promos sort of reference the controversy. You know, we had heard, hey, is something happening with our writers boycotting? What's going on? Is the cast okay with Dave Chappelle coming on due to previous jokes um, about the transgender community? Well, you know those promos that they do on NBC? Yeah. Hey, I'm Dave Chappelle, and here's yep. a musical guest, whatever. Um they released those on Thursday, the, the promos for Chappelle's upcoming appearance this weekend, including one clip that appeared to poke fun at the social media backlash surrounding the announcement of his return. After Chappelle announces in the promo that he's hosting with musical guest Black Star, cast member Ego Nodim oh, yeah. is seemingly She's confused great. and asks, wait, we're doing it live? When Chappelle confirms that they are, she responds, with you? Chappelle uh, responds, obviously, leading her uh, Nodim to fire back, in this news cycle, which ah, references right. everything, um, and then Nuodum just responds, "Interesting," which is kind of funny. So they're just talking leaning about in. it, and, yeah, leaning into it. Yes, you know, I will say I'm not particularly a fan of 
Dave Chappelle dating back to the Chappelle show. Mm-hmm. Um, and but he is interesting. Where I want to watch the monologue to hear what he says and you know and how he says it and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, he's uh, he's he's. I find him to be less of a stand-up comic and more of like. Yeah, what is uh, an essayist? I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say like, an, not an orator, sort of an essayist, a humorist. Humorist, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, because he's less deep thoughts. Less like setup punchlines. Right. That's not his style. Love it or loathe it. That's yeah. just not what you're getting out of uh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, he's very different. So, are you guys going to watch? I'll watch the monologue. I did. I don't think I have it set on my DVR. I used to. I'll watch clips on Hulu. Yeah. yeah. So I do the next day. Sure. That um, makes sense. Dawn, feel better. Yeah, oh, feel yeah. better, Dawn. Absolutely. This too shall pass. Right. Right. We Steve? thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. That's All right. right. Bye. Bye. That's what Steve said about uh, 10 minutes ago. Hey. What? <laughs> Dawn, uh, a lot of email support, by the way. Thank you guys for the love. Rocco's in next. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Okay.